All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by the Nation Network. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to episode eight of Oilers Nation Radio. I think it's episode eight. I think it's episode nine. It's episode nine. I have, I have episode nine written down at the top episode of my Episode nine. So that's what we're rolling with no matter what. The Oilers Anderson. Nation Radio. We so. may have skipped an episode. We may have skipped one. We that's may not cool. have. Thankfully, we are all back here together. Coombs back from Toronto. Went on a little adventure last week. And we're all here thanks to our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant. Go see them at 2540 Broadmoor Boulevard, Sherwood Park, Alberta. Give them a call, 587-860-1538. Again, that is 587-860-1538. Or, Chris, look out for the nation truck rolling around the capital region. Turn you can heads. see it from a mile away. You can yep. see it from space. Take a picture of Victoria. Talk to Victoria on the website too. Victoria is ready to talk to you on the website. Is she always available 24-7? Does she go home? Victoria has a very, very strong work ethic. She is always ready to help out customers. So at 3 a.m. if I need some advice on a vehicle, anything, I can shoot a message. Victoria's and there. Victoria will be ready to just wake up. Answer think, my question. I think to, when she gets the message, it shoots her bed up straight up. She lands on her feet and she's immediately at her computer. I was that told she actually lives at Sherwood Ford. She has a little bedroom there. She's always working. See, that's dedication, Holmes. Mm-hmm. Talking customer service with Victoria. You can go chat kind. with her online at SherwoodFord.ca. Boys, big week for the Oilers. Huge. Not necessarily wins-wise. Very good very, very good games all around. Nashville game, sure, they didn't score. Played well. Didn't score. Sucks. Pittsburgh game, oh boy. Oh boy. Everybody's scoring against the Pittsburgh. 
except Calgary. We'll get to that in a minute. Oh. And then last night's big win against the Washington Capitals, a 4-1 win against the defending Stanley Cup champions. Coom, you were there. Dan was there. Chris and I were at home doing our blogger thing. Cam, we'll start with you. What was the vibe like at Rogers Place last night? The vibe was exciting because the Oilers now have a live crew of drummers. Yeah, you were you were super into it. I was very into the drummer. And let me tell you, it wasn't the old Rexall Place drumming guy that that banged on the They never buckets. hired No, he's just the Let's Go Oilers guy. guy. That guy is what you're talking about? Let's Go Oilers and then dunk, 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 that guy. Yeah, yeah the was... guy like outside of Rexall that would like... Oh, pale drummer oh. guy. Yeah, pale drummer. Yo, they should definitely bring They should have hired him to do it, but I respect what these other drummers are doing. They got like a marching band style drum going on. I feel like I'm watching college football, which is always good. People at the stadium yesterday were fired up. They believe in the team now. Did I they, feel like anything that they can steal from college sports is a good idea. It's go, always Chris, good. go ahead. Were they playing the drums during play? No. Uh, yeah, that's what they were doing. They were trying to distract the other team. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm confused. They, no, Dan, they, you were there again last night. You yeah. were there with a the crew of Swedes last night. Tell I us was. about it. That was our final game with our uh, Swedish friends, thanks to Explore Edmonton. Hell of a one to go, hell of a game to go out on. Too. Yeah, they uh, they had a great time. They got to see the Nashville game, so they were a little disappointed. They got to see the Pittsburgh game, and they were pretty excited about that one. And then uh, they got to see a good, solid Oilers win. Sixty minutes of good Oilers hockey. Would I be out of line, Dan, by saying that this was easily the most complete game the Oilers have played all season? Not even close to being out of line. That might be the most in the lines thing you've ever said, Big. Especially given the competition they're facing. The Washington Capitals, former Stanley Cup champions, were the team that the Oilers played a complete game against. But you know what the problem was for Washington? They were missing somebody. They no longer have the answer. Oh, we're going to get to Alex Chiesa on the answer, taking a role away from Ty Ratty in just a moment. First thing I want to bring up with last night's win, though, close to my heart my boy frank is now four and four on the season yeah he is gus not doing so well chris yeah. he's two and six bless bless the good people assured ford but gus is not is not putting on a good show right now he's he's struggling early in the season and i can only hope that he bounces back i think frank is showing a little bit of his uh seasoned veteran uh as it were he had what Six picks last year where he could kind of yeah, round out his form. Yeah, yeah, and, get a little, uh, get a little taste as you will. And, you and know as as Beg Milk has said, he's a he's an advanced stats kind of guy. He's a thinker. He thinks about it before he does. Works whereas, his way through it. Whereas Gus is pretty emotional. He's Gus comes in hot. Boy, he uh, thinks with his heart. Oh, he sure does. Except he, for last night because he chose. Yeah, pull it, pull it together, Gus. That's we right. love you. The good boy battle though is kind of getting one sided. I don't want to brag. Boy, Frank, though, he's putting in the work. Now, a couple of things I want to get back to on last night's game. Dan, you touched on Alex Chia's son being the new answer. Coom, is he replacing Ty Ratty in your heart as the answer? I think um, I think Alex Chiazon has fully jumped over Ty Ratty as the answer on my depth chart. Whoa. When you Whoa. go to a hockey game and the only Alex who scores is Chiazon and you're playing the Washington Capitals, then that's a good thing. And I respect what Alex Chazon's doing. He's got a hell of a shot. Uh, he, I believe Alex Burkowski did score a goal. It's Andre Burkowski. It was. It's Are Andre. Sure it's not Alex. Oh no, it's, it's Andre. Andre. It is Andre. So what about, what about Alex Nugent Hopkins? Did he, he score a goal? No. He yeah, did. Alex Bouchard also scored his first career <laughs> NHL goal. Alex so. Talbot was huge in that for the Oilers. <laughs> not any. It. Yeah, and There's, all the drummers were named Alex. It was the. <laughs> so, but can you lose the answer designation through injury? 
I think you can. That's the that's kind of the reality. It's like uh, it's like playing King's Court in basketball and phys ed yeah. when you're in high school, junior high, elementary school, whatever. <laughs> playing King's Court and it's like whoever's the answer at the time is the answer. And if you beat out the answer, like Chazon's playing better, he's the answer. But then if all of a sudden Cooper Marodi scores three goals next game, mm-hmm. Cooper Marodi might be the Ty answer. Ty Ratty just doesn't get to keep the answer status when he's sitting in the press box. Yeah. But if yeah, but he comes back and plays well and Chazon yeah. starts struggling, then Ty Ratty is the answer. But I not would just really any... like to see a battle for the answer status. The answer is fluid. It is fluid. We're going to have to have King's an answer court. bracket. We should make an season. answer belt. Like, yes. a, like a WWE oh. championship belt. With, yes. a, with a giant Riddler green question mark. Exactly. On it. And we wait outside the dressing room after the game and we wait for the players and we're like, all right, we've decided who the answer is now. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> they they turn us down every time unceremoniously. The Oilers already give away their like uh, leather patches thing and their helmet for player of the game. And we're just standing out there with a belt saying, no, 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 no. This is the this answer. Is, yeah. We dub the, the answer. Alex Chason had a hell of a day yesterday, Chris. Yeah, he got a uh, his Stanley, Stanley Cup, Cup ring, ring from the Caps. What you guys read ring. the game, so I don't know. You clearly you wouldn't have seen the what they showed on TV about the ring. This thing is massive. Yeah. Dan, you wrote about it at Oilers Nation yesterday. That is a hell of a day for Alex Chase on. Man, yeah, it's it, it's super cool to see these guys have their moment. Uh, I know that you know. I mean, it's been a summer of elation for all of them. But yeah, like you said, bag milk. That ring is just something to behold. That's. Uh, it's got to be a heck of a weight on your on your hand. It could fund my it? whole life, I think. Did he wear it during the game? Is oh, that, yeah, absolutely. Probably. That's, that's why he gets all that power behind his shot. I agree. To the ring. One another, ring to rule them all. Another guy scored his first NHL goal last night, Evan Bouchard. Last week, Kaylor Yamamoto got his first NHL goal last night. Evan Bouchard with a big half-clapper from the point, seeing eye through traffic, past Holdby, arguably one of the most subdued First NHL goal celebrations I've ever seen, Chris. I expect nothing less from him. And then you com- compare it to Yamamoto's first goal last week. As you he said. was elated, he was elated, he so was, excited. When you're a so thirty, happy. when you're a thirty-eight-year-old rookie, yeah, you've been there, you've seen these things. Evan Bouchard's lived a lot of life. He's, <laughs> he's lived an extremely jubilant <laughs> lifestyle. He's traveled the world. He has children. He's a he's a thirty-eight-year-old man. Coombs well, sneaking in the word of the day: jubilant. We ah, did it. we did it. I was wondering why everyone was like laughing. Shout out to uh, that's where my uh, creative writing uh, minor comes in handy. I, got a creative, <laughs> I went to the University of Alberta and but, I got a creative writing minor, and that's why I can do things like this now. Use the word jubilant in a sentence. To me, I don't care if you're 70 years old. I want a smile if you score your first NHL goal. Yeah, like I a want smile, like a little uh, smirk, maybe. Yeah, it's 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 not fun for me to see someone. So you'd say just Bouchard like certainly wasn't a jubilant. In after scoring that, <laughs> I agree. I agree. He wasn't jubilant. He lacked Bouchard's celebration. Looked like the exact same way you would react if you win a free coffee. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, oh, cool. Yeah, nice. nice. He looked like he just finished gassing up his car. Yeah, but he got a great deal. Got a couple of extra air miles like, or oh, something like that. It's like, oh, He's- I just noticed the gas is down to like a dollar ten. Like, I better go gas. I mean, stand there with like a bit of a smirk. He's what like, if this isn't bad? What if he knows he's getting sent down after nine hours, <laughs> and so he's just doesn't want to be there you just led me into my next topic of conversation chris that is a segue and a half last night evan bouchard played 11 minutes 309 on the power play 751 at even strength that was his seventh game of the year boys what do you think is he sticking is he going down dan i'm gonna start with you what do you think it's uh it's tough to say like you gotta think that if Nice, so nice mike stand there everybody is bumping mike's big boom uh 
you gotta you gotta think that if he goes down, that Ethan Bear is his replacement. But we haven't even seen Ethan Bear with the chance to have called him up. Uh, speaking of which, Kevin Gravel has been playing really well. Is it Kevin Gravel or is it Alex Gravel? Anyways, uh, it's Alex Gravel. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, but yeah, Alex, Bouchard. Everybody. I don't know. It's it's a it's a tough question because I thought uh, thought Ethan Bear would have been up by now and we could have seen him replace Bouchard. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I think this is an easy decision. Go ahead. You keep Evan Bouchard in the NHL all day long. There's no point sending him down to play with like a bunch of 16 year olds and him score 100 points in a season. I'm gonna counter your because to me it's an easy decision that you send him down. Yep. There's an expansion draft coming up. Yep. He would be well. No one said anything right under the expansion draft. Well, Well, you got to think forward, man. (laughs) Yeah. Can't just live in the moment all the time, Chris. Sorry. Continue about the draft. And right now he's playing. Last night was one of his most played games i would say at 11 minutes i think that there's more value to him going back to london going to the world juniors at christmas trying to get a mem cup with the london knights london they look good there's a lot of value there they picked up adam boquist and him and bouchard can play together and just dominate that league i'd like to see the oilers give him a list of stuff that they want him to work on send him down let him play huge minutes and then we don't have to worry about the expansion draft in a few years, Chris. So what are the what's the ruling with the expansion draft? If he's on his entry-level contract, he'll be exempt from being picked from Seattle, so they don't have to worry about him at all. But if he plays, you know, this year and then the three seasons finish, he has to sign a new deal and they'll have to they'll have to protect him. He's not exempt from the expansion draft. Mm-hmm. And then so they'll be putting also, themselves because they have Sakara and Russell with the the no moves. So yeah, if we go by going to end up losing rules. like Adam Larson in the expansion draft or something. If you go by Vegas rules, then you have to protect all of the uh, the guys with no movement clauses. So, do you get your buyout before or after that, though? If you get a buyout beforehand, then you can buy out obviously twenty seven, and then you get to save it. Well, that's obviously that's oh, what that's where the buyout is going to be. Definitely. So, there's there's chance there's a chance. I that- forget how that worked last time. If you if you get to do the buyout, then you can keep them because you can just buy out uh, uh, Luch. You don't have to worry about trying to save that one. Russell won't be here by then. He just won't. They'll, well, they'll, figure what, they'll figure out a way to get rid of him. We're inevitably going to have another Sekra is not going to yes. be around for it because he can move him. There's I don't be, even know how many years he has left on his contract. I think three after three after this one. Three after this one? Because it was a six-year deal, right? It was a five-year deal, wasn't it? Sekra? For Sekra? Let me check. It was, yeah. There's there's a lot of question marks coming up because the CBA I thought it was a five. Expires. I think he has two more after this. The but again, I could be completely wrong. So Clefbaum has four after this. Larson's got two after this. Russell has two after this. Nurse one after this. And then Sakara's got two more after this year. Okay. So two more after this for Sakara. So there are some spots that are going to open up. I still don't, I just don't see it. I think that you've got a capable guy in Ethan Bear who's probably comparable. And he's a little bit maybe further ahead in his development. He's got a couple of uh, pro seasons under his belt. And yesterday in the game notes, which go watch the one minute men on OilersNation.com. Cam and Chris are doing a great job with that. We Alex Petrangelo, Alex Petrangelo, Ryan Ellis, Dougie Hamilton, Ryan Murray, Matt Dumba, Darnell Nurse all played as 19-year-olds in junior, and they all seem to be fine. It's more common for the defensemen to play their post-draft year in junior hockey than it is for them to play in the NHL. Cam, what do you think? Does he stay or go? No, he definitely goes. Like I thought there was a chance they kept him up past nine because I think that the thing they're ultimately more concerned about is the 40 game threshold, which is affects his UFA years. But I, I would just be shocked at, at this point with Ethan Bear, who's like a perfectly capable player in the AHL that they like just given the usage Bouchard's getting like 12 minutes a night in the NHL. I don't know. 
Like, I, I think, think he's learning a bit, but I don't think he's learning enough doing that. That's why I say it. Like, they give him a list of stuff to work on, make sure that they're in constant contact throughout the year, send him back to London, let him go to World Juniors, let him try for a Mem Cup. There's a lot of stuff that he can still do at Junior. But he'll be full-time on the team next year, for sure. One, 100%. One question mark I did that just came to my head was, if Shirelli is in a win-now mode, though, is he just going to not care about burning those years because it might be some other GM's problem? The, I mean, there's that point to be made as well, but I think that they're just... Bear and Bouchard at this point, I think Bouchard's going to be better long term. But at this point, I think they're so similar that why would you waste the extra year of team control? Yeah, yeah, that's the way I look at it. Bear has this like Bear has a big power play shot, and he could he could fill Mm -hmm. a lot of the role that Bouchard has too. Have we changed your mind, Chris? Um, kind of. Yeah, you did. You folded like a tent. You folded like a tent. (laughs) Too easy. (laughs) Well, it it all makes sense. But she is going to surprise us and keep them up here. Just and she has surprises are always wonderful, as we know. Yeah. This first segment of the Oilers Nation Radio podcast brought to you, of course, by our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant. They are ready to help you with all of your vehicle needs. Maybe you could even just go talk to them about some life advice. They're a worldly bunch, Chris. A lot of knowledge there. A lot of years of experience, a lot of handsome guys and gals ready to help you out in every way. I know I would like to ask Tony O some things about my life. Sure. Maybe Tony Corio o can, as well. Or Coero. Dan is battling names today. His name isn't Alex O? Is it Alex There's got to be at least one Alex at Sherwood Ford. There has to Certainly. Not all of them are named Alex. Oh, this is a bad day. Oh. Dan is battling names. Courtesy of our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant, 2540 Broadmoor Boulevard, Sherwood Park, Alberta. Give them a call at 587-860-1538. Go see them at SherwoodFord.ca. Ask questions. Book service. Go test drive a vehicle, Chris. Do it. Maybe you, too, can drive a truck as amazing as the nation truck from our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant. Like the band, you, too? Yes. Ah. Bono would love to drive the nation truck. I guarantee it. <laughs> Yeah, that thing is that one. thing is good on gas. I was uh, I was surprised. I talked to Jay about that. Jay has not filled up the tank yet. I know. Is that I mean, real? Is that a real thing? No, I just made that. Up. Wow! But could you imagine? Amazing, amazing fuel economy <laughs> in the nation. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, back to last night's game. I really want to quickly touch on Cam Talbot's performance against Pittsburgh. I was critical in the wrap up. He had an eight oh six save percentage. He admitted after the game he wasn't happy with himself. He felt like he needed to be better. He needed to come up with bigger saves, giving the guys a chance to win. Last night, he did all of the things you want from your starter. Finished with a 9-6-9. Nice. Save percentage. Big night. Shut the caps down. Ovi looked like he wasn't even there. Ovi looked like he drank four Coca-Colas right before the game. What are you talking about, Chris? <laughs> that is something that came out yesterday that I loved. It was, uh, it was on Twitter, I think. Um, Great source. <laughs> yeah no actually i remember it was on the spin chicklets podcast they interviewed brooks orpik who said that alex ovechkin likes to drink about three to four cold pops uh in a couple the, of dr peppers chris dr pepper and coca-cola reminds go-tos. me of forrest gump when Throughout he went to game. meet the president yeah. he drank himself about 15 dr peppers yeah do you think ov had too many coca-colas last night could be i think the issue was the oilers took feet too few penalties and the capitals yeah. unless they had the power play aren't that good or that yeah they only took one penalty last night that was, that, penalty, that was soft that was super so soft. soft so so soft. milan lucic keeps getting called for being big and it's really annoying he just kind of touched minutes a for guy being thick oh he's oh, lucic thick two minutes thick big daddy super big thick daddy 
he's getting these weird calls that he's just like kind of coasting into people, bumping them, and they just yard sale all over the place, and he's getting called for it. It's super annoying. Now, with that said, that penalty was taken. We move on to my hero, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, scoring the game winner, shorthanded snipe, absolute beauty, mind red John Carlson, rips the puck off him, little dangle on Nick Backstrom, rips it past Holby. Chris, your thoughts on Ryan Nugent Hopkins' goal last night? Uh, it looked amazing. Um, Nuge is the penalty kill all-star because of it. And he was like he was inches away from getting need and injured for the rest of the season, but he dodged it. He dodged it and dangled. That was Backstrom that was uh, defending him, too. Yeah, Backstrom it wasn't was, actually Backstrom a knee, stuck but... His, Backstrom stuck his leg out a little bit. Did he? Oh, yeah. And then the flyby, too. He went flyby towards the board, stick his knee out. Nuge dangles him, rips it past him. And then we got the coveted Nuge... Uh, low double fist Selly. That was good. Chris, the, the big Selly guy, what do you give that? What would you rank that? It was, a, it was an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. Dan, you like that? Oh, I loved the whole play. The whole sequence was amazing. What was the vibe like at Rogers Place when Nuge scores that beauty? Because oh, in the video, there's, there's two things that I wanted to point out. First, when he rips the pass from Carlson, there's the initial roar, like, yeah. oh! Yeah. And then he dangles back from his, oh! Yeah. It was, and then uh, the goal, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I'm surprised. We talked about it earlier. Like, I'm surprised that that this hasn't happened more often with this new drop pass kind of offense that the power plays all over the NHL are instituting. But uh, but yeah, that you could just feel the the crowd getting up uh, at numerous times during that game because there was like three or four good breaks by the Oilers. Um, yeah, Hopey played well too. Yeah, no, yeah, the Oilers sure. could have easily scored a lot more goals, but like Hopey. Well, Rob McDavid on a breakaway. Yeah, I was going to say the McDavid tons of big saves. There was one where Kajula set up Lucic in front of the net yeah. with a good two on one. Like there was a lot of good things about yesterday's game. I mean, Holpe, I think, tried, like stopped it from being like a pretty lopsided oh, yeah. score. Yeah. Holpe had Connor's number throughout the whole game. And then as soon as Holpe leaves the net, Connor pots But him. man, it was wild when, when Nuge scored that goal and everybody was chanting Nuge and the drummers came out. It was like Nuge. Back to the drummers for Coombe. He's super into it. I like yeah, it. I think people were moder- moderately fired up with the goal, but the drummers came out and they became extremely fired up about the goal. How could uh, he not be fired up with a, a marching band? And I'm I a also, big marching band guy. I also have to give credit for that goal song too. That's getting me excited now. Like, I'm hell yeah. Enjoying, yeah, a little bit of hell yeah. Still, hell yeah. Yeah, it's one of those, like we discussed, it's an it's an easy choice, yep. but it's, it never fails. It works. Mm-hmm. It's better than what the D da 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 I still would do it. Oh, I would still do Africa by Toto. Oh, that'd be like, you, you imagine, Nuge rips that goal home. Da, 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 da. See, everybody loves it. Okay, everybody's da, da, into it. Da, 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 Last that's, enough. that's enough. Stop that. We're going to get sued. We have no rights for that song on this podcast. Chris, go ahead. Last episode, I was saying that the Oilers need to do like a woo thing at the end of the, after a goal. Uh, that was, that happened last night. They were doing some Ric Flair woos. Yeah. They were doing some Was Ric that Flair always a thing? I think uh, it was they have a They have a thing that they've done where they'll do that come on and then there's, there's a dmx come on thing as yeah. it makes me laugh they used time. to do the, the home improvement <laughs> grunt they would, they would just uh, come on, uh, oh, yeah. yeah so they, they're trying some stuff you have to give them credit for trying some stuff some of it's flopping miserably i hope that uh, i hope the rick flair woo sticks uh, or how's this chris if good. you want to waste 90 minutes of your friday why don't you go on youtube and listen to a compilation of all the grunts from home improvement uh, I pretty much heard. Or it you all can also head. watch. There's a there's a video on YouTube where someone took the video game Doom and they changed all the sounds <laughs> to that grunt and they go through and play it and it's just nonstop. Yes, it's it's insane. I would recommend it. You know, on Tuesday the Oilers played the Penguins. It was a very close game, lost six five in overtime. However, 
our friends down at Flames Nation did not have such a good time against the Penguins last night. Friends? Of course, they're friends. Uh, they're friends. They're like those cousins that you're like, hey, man, but you don't really talk to the rest of the year. That's fair. That's the cousins fair. who have accomplished nothing in their lives, and you're, you're still kind of just like, oh, hey, you guys. The yeah, cousins exactly. we're visiting next month. They Yes. W- Nation Road Trip available. BacksideTours.com. Go get the tickets right now. Now, the Penguins absolutely dummied the Flames. Decimated. Absolutely dummied them. And I'd love nothing more than a huge Oilers win combined with a massive Flames loss. It's like getting a nice steak and a glass of wine. It just goes well together, you know? Yes. Cam, tell me about Mike Smith. It's more like Mike's myth, the myth that he's good because he fucking sucks. <laughs> he got absolutely <laughs> shelled, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I think at this at this juncture right now, Mike Smith's got the lowest save percentage in the league at like 866 or something. The Flames themselves are like, they're actually a pretty good team. Like they got a solid blue line, lots of like offense, but Smith is bad. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, that Riddich kid takes over and becomes their like main starting goalie because I mean, Smith's old too. Like he's like, yeah, he's 37. He's been around forever. He's, you know, been injured a lot. Like it's, it's shocking that the Flames decided this was their guy that they were going to, you know, try and contend with. But I think that he's going to lose the net in Calgary pretty soon. Since we're talking about goalies, Chris, I'm going to throw it over to you. Miko Koskinen will be getting his first start of the year tomorrow against the Nashville Predators. The Oilers have back-to-back games this weekend. Nashville on Saturday, Chicago on Sunday. Chris, what are your thoughts on Miko Koskinen getting his first start of the year against the league-leading Nashville Predators? I don't have very high expectations, um, although we all know anything can happen. So, like, I'm kind of a wait and see kind of guy, so we'll we'll only time will tell. Like they're uh, chucking them in the deep end at the very least. They are, and that's interesting because we talked about this last week on the strategy behind. So they're obviously kind of they're going for the for sure win against Chicago with Talbot on Sunday, and then they're they're I don't want to say expecting a loss, but they're not trying as hard tomorrow with Koskinen. Never know. We haven't seen him in regular season. Maybe. He comes out and surprises us. Looks a little bit sharper than he did in the preseason. Dan, what do you think? I like the changeup. I like uh, the fact that Nashville got to see Talbot last week, and that's a different style of goalie than Koskinen is. Koskinen is a ostensibly just a bigger goalie, and he plays the size game, whereas Talbot's a little bit more finesse. Looking style. back at the uh, sorry, Dan. Looking okay. back at the preseason stats, Koskinen got in three games, had a three six nine goals against average that's with an eight fifty five save nice. percentage. Coom, how are you feeling about that? I think the Oilers are like like we said. Um, I think that they're going into this Nashville Chicago thing, and I think they, if you look at it and you put Talbot in against Nashville, and then Koskinen against Chicago, and you lose to Nashville, and then you 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 need to win that Chicago game, and Koskinen goes in and lays an egg in his first career game, then you're looking at an O two road trip. So I kind of like what they're doing here is they're they're really loading themselves up for that for sure win against Chicago, and then maybe maybe Koskinen isn't bad and he you know wins against Nashville that that'd be great. But like I I I, I actually quite like the strategy. Rick, what do you think about the goalie splits for this weekend? This is definitely the way I expected it to go. I would have uh, tossed him in, tossed Koskinen in tomorrow, and leave uh, Talbs for Sunday against the uh, Hawks. And I think, to your credit, Rick, if you go back two episodes, you did call this. Uh, two episodes. Said, I think it was two episodes. How do you ago, remember you that? About, That's impressive. Uh, he talked about having the Nashville game as the as the one where you want to put Koskinen in. Yeah, I think that's just the easiest play. Uh, yeah, you you really need that win against Chicago, and if we can sneak one out, if we somehow we get both of them, then hell yeah. But uh, yeah, no, Chicago is definitely the, uh, the game you need Chicago. to win. 
it's a good position to be in though, where we've got, uh, we've got some wins under our belt now and we can, we can kind of uh, play the strategy game instead of just forcing Talbot to have to play all the time because we have to win all the time. At the very worst, they'll finish this first 10 hell games at four, five, and one, which I think if you were asked at the beginning of the season, if you'd be happy with four, five, and one, you would say absolutely. Yeah. Sure. That's a good point because when things were really dark at 0 and 2, oh, when boy. they lost to the Bruins. I was thinking one and nine. When they lost to the Bruins, things were really dark around here. And Brownlee actually on Twitter threw out a, okay, here's the next eight, nine games or whatever. How many wins do you think they'll get in that series? And if you go back through the answers, there was a lot of people saying one, zero, none. Chris, how do you feel about the Oilers being four, three, and one where they're at, considering the start to the schedule, considering the travel, considering the, the fucking murderer's row of opponents they've faced so far? Yeah, we. this is obviously like a terrifying stretch of games for us. And I was expecting, I was not expecting to be over 500. I was expecting to be one, two games below 500. And if that was the case, I was going to be satisfied with it. And now we really only have one game left of this uh, strong competition and we're above 500. So like, how can you not be excited? There's some bad teams coming up. Yeah, two Chicago. Chicago's bad. Detroit coming up, they're bad. Then you go to... Uh, playing like florida and yeah things like that the thing yeah. about that is that we're and i saw a tweet i don't know who tweeted it but the oilers are being forced to play a high level of hockey right now that they wouldn't normally be forced to play like this early in the year and now that they're they're doing it and they're at that level and hopefully they're all clicking like that and we can just uh fire through the rest of the season at this pace so here's an interesting thing that i found is back in 2016 17 remember the oilers made the playoffs and i think one of their really big statement wins during that early five game winning streak was when they beat washington four to one and it was on the 26th of october in 2016 that was a big statement win and then from there they really went and like they flew from there two years later we're almost in the same spot exact same spot except it was on the 25th of october they beat washington four to one chris brought up a point where the oilers are playing at a higher level right now against some very good hockey teams is there any concern when the level of competition drops a little bit that their level of play will also drop down to that of a weaker team, Dan? Yeah, that's uh, that has been an Oilers curse of previous years. So you hope that the coaching staff is planning for that and uh, and getting ready for that because yeah, you don't want to be the team that the second team that Detroit beats this year or anything like that. <laughs> All year they're going to go two and eighty. <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. They're so bad. They are pretty bad. So yeah, I mean, and you got like I mean. They also have to play Minnesota on the Tuesday after the Chicago game, so it's not like we're not. It's not like we're leaving. Uh, you know, we're not leaving the the top of the league and then heading down to Detroit for six games in a row or something. We mm-hmm. we still have some good. The reality is, is that the Western Conference is deep, right? Like, yep. really, how many bad teams are there in the West? Like, I, I don't think Arizona is very good. Calgary, if Calgary's Calgary's all right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I tried. <laughs> Vancouver's like, way better than who they do you, thought. Who do you think is an easy win in the West? Like, if you see that on the schedule, who's an easy win? Is there it's really weird. anybody? It's a weird start to the season in the Western Conference. Because do you think Vancouver's going to maintain the pace they're at right now? No. Uh, there's no way. That's uh, Well, that's, this happened last madness. year, too. Vancouver had this last year, and then that Dorset injury kind of threw their whole team off. Because right now, the worst two teams in the West are St. Louis and L.A. Would you say St. Louis and L.A. are easy teams to beat? No, definitely like not. You see, you see the Blues in the schedule, and you're like, oh, "Fuck yeah, there's a W." That no, no one, no one thinks. No, that. the not Blues are the Blues are two, four, and three. So they're they're three games. What, what they're one shot away from being five and four, kind of thing. Yeah, pretty much. They're like if they had yeah if they had won those those OT games, and they'd be they'd be flying. Mm-hmm. But the Kings though look terrible. I will say that. How about uh, Kovalchuk signing there because he wanted to win? 
yeah, I don't, I, 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 I think that was disingenuous. I think he wanted to enjoy the Los Angeles lifestyle. I don't nice think, I don't think anybody expected the Kings to be competitive during that three-year contract. I mean, it's not 2011. Influx of vitamin D, little beach life, some nice little boardwalks. I'm, I'm still shocked that Kovalchuk didn't end up in Washington. I just thought that made so much sense. Would they have had the cap room to make it work? I don't know. No, they didn't really. Well, like what, what I thought was going to happen is that because, you know, John Carlson was a UFA. I thought he was going to be the one to walk and then they were going to bring in Kovalchuk or they're going to trade TJ Oshie or something. And then uh, Carlson gets some huge smoke in the summer and gifts my boy Nuge with a wonderful goal last night. Thank you, John Carlson. Next up, I want to talk to you guys about what is going on with Jesse Pugliarvi or as Ufe told us on Nation Real Life podcast on Monday, uh, Jesse Dan, you were sitting in the room. How about the Swedish, just how it rolls off the tongue? It's like, it's like nice waves coming in. Yeah. In and out. In and out. That was yes. one of our, uh, Ufes from elite prospects. And that's one of our favorite features here around the table of, uh, of elite prospects oh, is my their goodness. pronunciation tool. I brought that up on nation real life. I said, <laughs> I need, uh, a master account so we can get back to using the voice tool. Now this Pugliarvi talk brought to you by our friends at get sauced. Our friends at Get Sauced have got all kinds of delicious sauces, rimmers, spices, spices, and just, yep. they're just nice people. Do they have a 24-hour hotline where I can talk to people about sauce? They have a website, getsauce.com. You can go there and peruse their whole lineup, Coop. <laughs> you if you're feeling like it's 3 a.m. and you're like, man, I could go for some sauce. I need to plan out my order. Go to getsauce.com. Maybe give them a call. 780-462-2418. 780-462-2418. Or go see them at 9620 58th Avenue, Christopher sales at getsauce.com send them an email improve the flavors of your life with our friends at get sauced you can talk to me about sauce 24 hours a day if you want chris let's I'm talk available. about sauce what do you like i've been very much enjoying the jalapeno sauce that they hooked us up with yeah, you have been big milk i think it's three days in a row now crushing it yeah crushing it. what are you putting it's, it on yeah dunk my burritos in it make a like a little pool of the jalapeno sauce little dunkarino that's like do you guys remember the other day when evan the intern came in just with a full loaf of bread and he sat down and he opened the loaf of bread and he started pouring hot sauce on each piece it stressed and me he was out. making hot sauce sandwiches that was one of the weirdest things i've ever seen but you know what get sauce sauce <laughs> is that good yeah get sauce sauce is so good that evan the intern bless his heart and we brought like, in a loaf of bread and just ate ate hot sauce on and we were bread. like evan don't you have like any other meats or things you could put on a sandwich he's like oh yeah i do absolutely but what I was feeling for my lunch today <laughs> was just a loaf of bread and varying sauces from Get Sauce. One of the weirdest things is when I reached in to maybe grab a slice of bread, he just he, he grabbed it like a squirrel was grabbing a nut and he ran outside and started just eating it in the backyard. Evan guards his bread like a prisoner guards his uh passcode to get order oh, where were we going commissary. With that one, <laughs> man dan your mind is always in the gutter whereas mine is not it so is. It is. dan is got a real case of excited. spring fever here despite the fact that we are in late october <laughs> the dead of fall boys get back to jesse pooley he was a healthy scratch last night against the washington capitals <laughs> coom with the banging in the mic can't sit still today I'm everybody's really, banging really mics here right <laughs> chris like chris what times. do you think about jesse pooley being a healthy scratch last night um I'm hearing very Jared. Jared is maneuvering microphones so that we don't bang them. Jared is no moving. No, so can't. <laughs> very, very <laughs> gently moving it. It's I've been a, sent to the AHL like Jesse Pugliarvi should be. There's a Sorry. there's a lot of good arguments on both ends. I'm torn with the Jesse Pugliarvi thing. I I want him. I wish he would have played last night. Um, I think 
I want to see him get more minutes in a game and give him more opportunity because if you bench a guy after only giving him 10 minutes like for a few games in a row, it's like, is he really getting his shot? It's the anti-Gerard Gallant way of coaching, and it frustrates me. It's not... Fanboy, uh, yep. Vegas fanboy nation, yep, Dan. Go ahead. For sure. It's uh, it's tough when this is this is case 192 of reasons as to why we've mishandled and mismanaged Jesse Pugliard. Can you name all 192? I can. So the first one was... No, uh, we'll do that on another podcast. Dan Splain podcast. The Dan Splaining um, Jesse Pugliarby mismanagement yes. podcast. Yeah. So, but My yeah, so talk. I think, I think it's just a resume of, of mistakes that just, it's a death by a thousand cuts and, uh, and the, the poor guy just needs some time and some consistency in his life. And, uh, and yeah, we're just not seeing that. Cam, what do you think? You got Jesse Pugliarvi. He's playing around nine, 10, 11 minutes a night, roughly not getting a whole lot done. Parks himself in the press box last night against the Washington Capitals. Cam, what do you think? I really get the feeling that he wasn't the organization's guy and they just felt they had to draft him when he fell. I don't think McClellan likes his play style at all. I think they they want they I think deep down they wanted that like North American more ready player like Matthew DeChuck. I was and actually talking to a, a media friend yesterday, and he said his sense was that the plan all in was Sergachev. Really? And then when Pulleyarvi dropped, they were like, "Oh shit, you got to take him." Because yeah. there's another thing is uh, at the draft they didn't have a jersey ready with his nameplate. So maybe that was like, oh, we just didn't expect him to fall, but you'd think that, like, you'd think they'd have one just about ready. You'd have right? a contingency plan, right? Because right. there getting... was a chance because you're obviously not going to make a Matthews or a Line A one because they're going one and two. But right. He didn't have a pull everyone ready, so it was like it, maybe it wasn't even in their wildest dreams. Maybe. And then now, with the benefit of hindsight, the Finnish GM for Columbus going and picking a French Canadian boy. That's what always made it seem. It's like, uh, did Jarmo Kekalainen know something? Because he's Finnish. Mm-hmm. And Can you say that again? Jarmo Kekalainen. Yes. Good for That's you, good. One more time. Jarmo Kekalainen. It's record. almost like I have a profile on Elite Prospects I and I just say, listen to Finnish names all you night. You definitely went to EP. Jarmo Kekalainen. Nice. Rick, what do you think about what's going on with Jesse Pulleyarvi? I think everyone's getting a little excited right now. He's 20 years old, so let's calm down a bit. He definitely got rushed. He probably shouldn't have been here year one. We kind of had to. We didn't really have any other options. Year two, he probably had a better place to play than here. But he started off a little bit slow. Uh, he got his game going, and right away, they bumped him up. Let him get some uh, confidence, Get him have some positivity in his 12, 13 minutes on the third line with Strom, just because he has like a really good third period doesn't mean you go bump him up right away. But with yesterday, I don't mind it. This is when coaching comes in and they're new coaches. So you got to give them the benefit of the doubt, but you know, he wasn't sitting up there just eating popcorn by himself. He was up there with Manny Vivrios and they would have been talking the, the whole game. And this is where teaching comes in. And Viv's comes from junior. So he's dealt with these kids. He knows how to talk to these young guys. He's all about coaching these guys is nothing uh, tomorrow's going to be interesting to see if he gets back in the lineup or even Sunday. Uh, if he doesn't, then you got to put him down right away. But one game up isn't going to be the end of the world. The important stuff is going to be what happens when he comes back on the ice. I give him 10 games, 12, 13 minutes with Strom, third line, maybe sprinkle him in on the second power play, but do that for 10 games in a row and then see where he's in. The line jumbling thing is what frustrates me the most in. Puliarvi's kind of caught in the middle of it. And Dustin Nielsen made a great point yesterday on his Facebook Live video. Do other teams, when a third or fourth line guy scores a goal, 
do other teams just like automatically bump him? No, because we didn't see Burakovsky. He was in the fourth line. He well, didn't jump up yeah. suddenly to the Ovechkin. That, that happens other, to the Oilers every time. But other teams have good good forwards on the wing. Because the, what the Oilers have is just like this this jumble of a top six. And they have like they have three authentic top six forwards, Nugent Hopkins, Dry Saddle, McDavid, and then kind of just three like empty spots. We sent him Ray Maroon last year. That was a consistent guy in our top six. We've we've we don't have we haven't had anybody to play on McDavid's right wing for a long time, except for Drysaitel, who's supposed to be our second line center. Like it's just, I think it's just a I think it's a an Oilers unique situation that they just haven't fixed in the off seasons, and so here we are. My problem with the whole Jesse Puliarvi thing is that I think even having him at nine ten minutes a night because he's not really getting any power play time. To me, that's a waste. To me, having him on nine minutes a night on the third line which is fine but then throw him on on the power play give him a spot to succeed if that's not going to be the plan send him down to bakersfield where he can work on all the stuff that they want him to work on but he's playing 20 minutes a night the thing is bakersfield now actually has a little bit of skill there that he could play with and he would probably benefit way more from 20 minutes a night consistently in bakersfield than he would eight nine minutes a night on the third line with no power play time let him play all situations let him work it out the NHL is not a development league yet. The Oilers continue to treat it like it is, and it's super frustrating. I agree, and and I, like one thing from last night that I I don't like to harp on Lucic for for stuff because I think he's done a lot better um, as the seasons rolled on. But him on the power play on that first power play is just maddeningly inconsistent. And and the message yesterday to Pugliarvi through the coach through the media was that we're holding all players accountable, and Lucic on that top power play is not good. And we haven't seen him held accountable for his imperfections. As much as they say it, that'll never come true. Holding oh, yeah. everybody fairness. Oh no, I know. And holding everybody accountable. Uh, Luch is fine. I think he's had, he's had a, he's had a decent year. I yep. think he's. If we get this out of him all year, yes, he's overpaid. But whatever, we can't change that. This is what we need out of this guy. Yep. No, no, and that's and I guess it's just like it's too bag milk's point of there's a spot where you could find some time for Puyarvi to play. I think he's just making little mistakes there that's getting on the coach's skin. Oh yeah, for he's, sure. There's times when the puck comes up to him on, just below the blue line to get it out and he's not getting it out and those are the little things that that are coming back and biting him in the ass at the, oh, yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, he's he's Mr. Burns with the sideburns. It's uh, you know, he's got to cut those sideburns. Just to me the weird thing is like, yeah, he's making mistakes, but when other guys make the same mistakes, they're not getting the same level of accountability from the team and for me that's frustrating. Like yesterday Bob Stoffer tweeted out dating back to last, last season, Jesse Puliarvi has two goals, one assist and three points in his last 23 games. Stellar third period in Winnipeg, Puliarvi was quiet, blah 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 blah. Night off in the press box won't kill him, relax. Now, that's a fair point. However, I, and I don't want to keep harping on Luch because like he's been having a great exactly. start to the season, uh, goal scoring aside. But he had two goals in fifty three games. He is a veteran of over eight hundred games. Should he not be held to a higher standard? No, ex- and that's and that's what Rick was saying. Is it's just it's it's unfortunate. It's just it's just the way the NHL works. Well, it's almost the other way around in a sense that Lucic has had such a. I'd call it a successful career. Mm-hmm. Of course, and, uh, very successful career. So now he's just being having things gifted to him. Exactly, but that's but if if the message is to be believed that we're being fed, then it's not. Cam, what do you say? I'll give you the last word on the Jesse Puliarvi. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a difficult one to think of because I think we've been 
we've been to hell and back with this whole thing. Like on the podcast, I think we've all said, oh, he deserves top six. And now we're all agreeing he should be playing consistently in the third line. It's like we're all like it's it's difficult to like think of how this guy is going to thrive because he's so rapidly inconsistent. No, I, I I agree with what Rick's saying now is that Pugliarvi, what he needs the most is consistency and low pressure like I really think actually a, a Lucic Strom Pugliarvi third line would thrive. Sure. And the thing, another thing too is he needs to be able to make mistakes and not get punished yeah. for them immediately. Because the kid is 20 years old. He's four months older than Yamamoto. And not, not only that, he can barely speak English. Well, he can speak some English, but like you know there's something lost in translation there as well. So I just kind of wonder why is the hammer being put down on him a little bit more than maybe others? for doing the same kind of mistakes. I don't know. I just find it odd. I find it odd. That's all, Dan. He just wasn't their guy. Just didn't seem like it was their guy. Personally, I would kind of agree with the idea that maybe they were going for Sergachev, and then when Puliarvi drops, they're just like, oh, shit, found money. Yeah. In theory. Because you know they wanted that puck-moving D-man. That's something they had talked about forever. Sergachev would have been a great fit. It would have been a great fit. We just had to wait a few years for Evan Bouchard. Can we talk about how bad it was that Montreal drafted him and then traded him for Drummond? <laughs> I was talking about that yesterday. That is one of the worst trades in recent memory, at least in my opinion, because that's one that'll burn them for like a decade or more. Because Circuit Jump's good. As a as a former Moosehead season ticket holder, I will defend Drewan, and I think that there is some untapped talent there, but there is a uh, from the behind the scenes look uh, that Drewan. There's some issues with Drewan not caring as much as as he should, and I think that that was to Steve Eiserman's credit. He recognized that. He dealt with it for a while and had him uh, not playing and then uh, and then dealt him for a great defenseman. Because uh, yeah, Eiserman made a hell of a mishap drafting uh, him over Seth Jones in the first place. That was yes. dumb. Yep. But then he mitigated that oh, yeah. by, by, by acquiring Sergeyev. It's like, all right, it's a wash. It's yep. annoying that he's just kind of sitting and waiting right now. Last year of his contract with Tampa, you know he's going to Detroit Absolutely. next year. You think he's going to Detroit and they're gonna they're gonna ask Ken Holland finally after think, this miserable so. year? I think Ken I Holland will just step down. I don't think they'll yeah, ask. Him, I could but. see Ken Holland doing the Kevin Lowe thing and they'll yeah, get him because yeah. Kevin Kevin Holland's like or Ken Holland's like a Detroit Detroit royalty. They're not gonna fire him. The Illich oh. family's not gonna fire him. Are you sure yeah, it's not I would Alex say Holland? It's Alex, it's it's Alex Holland and Alex Iserman <laughs> and Alex Illich is not gonna fire any of the Alex clan. Mr. Yeah, I just think that he's gonna get moved off to a another role like he's the vp of you know cruising the you know whatever he, he takes pizza. over the little P- little caesar's uh, entertainment district and he's booking the concerts at the arena like Kalo is doing garth brooks banners coming for you detroit Hell they're yeah. coming for you this puliarvi talk and session is brought to you by our friends at get sauced i have been told dan that they are close to having the radio silence death sauce ready for the next round of Coombs trivia. Wait, radio uh, silence? Uh, so I got a so while you were away, Coom, while you were in Toronto, I got an email from Dustin, our friend over at Get Sauced. GetSauced.com, uh, Dan. GetSauced.com. And he let us know that the spices that he's been waiting for to do the special get bagged milk sauce <laughs> have arrived in Vancouver. <laughs> so they're on their way. Where where have they arrived from? They're not allowed Hell. to be transported by train or plane. Oh my god. Because they they're so powerful. Yeah, they burn so coming up have uh, to ride by horse. It's across the napalm. ocean yes so they what they do is they get a horse and then they they tie it onto the horse and they put the horse in a dolphin yes and the dolphin goes across the ocean exactly with orca Makes escort sense. yeah and yep. it uh and yeah so it's it's on its way now we're probably about a week and a half maybe two weeks out from getting this and uh sorry bag milk he's coming for you so the next round of coombs trivia is going to be an interesting one 
Because we're going to include Jay. Yeah, Jay was talking big game on Real Life Podcast about how he could handle it, and he thought that we were overreacting to the sauces. No, we weren't overreacting. Oh, he well, called that's what you I out. said. He called you he out, called out me too. Out. Specifically called you out. Why? Because he said you have you have a subtle bit of gamesmanship going on during your Coombs trivia. Yeah, he says that you're us. manipulating the clock, no, which is a, it's 100% true. What do you mean I'm manipulating Cam, the clock? Cam, when the clock is running down and you're like, let me Google something. <laughs> you also blamed Chris because Chris just throws out red herring. Yeah, but I also, I, also, I, I also just eat them anyway every single time. Well, that's why Jay's got beef with you, I guess. But Jay is going to be punished yeah. with radio silence death sauce from our friends at Get Sauced. I very much look forward to this because like I said, Jay was talking a big game. Okay, well, if that's the case, Jay can handle the clock for me because it is extremely hard to look at a list of 25 things and be like, okay, okay, like, is this on the list? Like, I'm also looking at the clock. I, sp- I spent the whole week with Jay with the Swedes visiting here and the whole time he's been talking about how he's literally sweating it out about having to do this trivia now. Yeah, because now he agreed to he it. Knows. He's okay. calling us all out for saying that we're overreacting to the hot sauces and now he's in the mix. <laughs> I'm going to put a lot of thought into coming up with some really fucked up questions. Now that I've heard that there's so much beef with the Well, another thing he was saying is, how could you guys not name all these Swedes that played for the Oilers? Yeah, he... uh, Do you know what I mean? So what I'm saying is, you know what? When you're under the pressure of the game... Let's have a specific J round where I I have to make him name like five out of ten things. And if he doesn't, then he has to eat like five of those. We should have a J versus Coom round. Yeah, we could do that. Head to head. Somebody else can come up with some questions. Yes. Next round of Coombs trivia is going to be an entertaining one because I'm because a, I got a chip to... on my shoulder now. I'm feeling I'm feeling agitated. See, little beef, beef sells records, and that's what we're doing here for our with our friends at Get Sauced, guys. The next thing I wanted to bring up was not related to the Oilers, but the NHL in general. I don't know if you saw the John Tortorella comments about the kids these days. I didn't. No, I Go didn't on, either. Egg milk. Bear with me. This is a little bit long of a quote, but I'm going to read the whole thing to you because I find it hilarious. John Tortorella is upset about NHL players essentially being friends with each other, the lack of hatred between opponents. And his quote was, the game's changed. And for some dinosaurs that are in it, it's very frustrating. I have to admit, and I'm not joking about it, it really frustrates me. Conversation on the ice amongst opponents at a face-off, it's like a big hug fest sometimes. I don't know if they have so many meetings with this NHLPA and all that stuff that goes on, but there's no hate, and I miss that frustrates the shit out of me quite honestly i think there's been some great changes in our game but damn i miss that old school i'm coming at you we'll have a beer later but do we have to talk about things on the ice right now it sickens me quite honestly cam as our resident millennial what do you think about that that is like not chill you need to mellow the fuck out like (laughs) everyone's having a good time here let's relax like these people i mean come on like we have like people in their 20s making like millions of dollars and everyone's just like, man, life's sick. And like, does he get super mad when he watches basketball? Like before the yeah, game, they all go and they're doing watch a baseball and game and, and you see guys at first base just like, hey, like, how are your kids doing? Like, how's I'm life? Like, s- I'm such a big fan of him calling himself a dinosaur, though, at the start of it. Like no pre- precursor. I'm old as fuck. At least he has some self-awareness. It's like, <laughs> I don't know, it. man. Sorry, we don't live in the days where we walk to and from work uphill. And it's like everyone just wants to have a good time. It's not that big of a deal. It's I, agree. I agree with him. Yeah, some, I, of the, some, I of the best, some of the best clips out there Whoa. are, I mean, Brian Bellows and and, and Brian Trottier. Everyone, has, I think everyone's seen that uh, that YouTube clip, right? Yeah. Yes. Sure. You don't see that now. That was that. No, no, you love sure. that. No, that, that hostility brings. That's that's what hockey's all about. And he lit like he lived through the best, the most entertaining times of hockey. And I personally didn't like. I never saw any of that. Those 
line. You see coaches go everybody. at each other in the in the in the uh, dressing room hallways anymore? You just saw you saw <laughs> di- he just saw a different time of hockey. No, but like when was the last time? I honestly can't remember that I if I've ever seen a live line brawl. Oh, there was the, the when the Oilers and Thrashers in 0304. Mike oh, Bichai on the bench. That was <laughs> in the bench, yeah, yeah. But like, when's the last time you saw that? So I, I totally get where he's coming from. Uh, like, last was, year, actually, the uh, Matthew Kachuk slashed uh, Luke Kwiatkowski on the back of the leg as he left the ice, and then I oh, oh yeah, where, where can you see this? On hockeyfights.com, Rick. Oh, just, I was just curious. Nice, just curious. Uh, nice table. There it is. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, uh, so <laughs> as, as, the person, content. Uh, as the person that does a lot of hockey fight clips, I think that there's go. just a, there's a shift in, in the aggression and, and the, the hatred in it's hockey. It's a skill game now. I think, yeah. And I think, I think it, it, it's still there. It's just different. And oh, there's yeah. nothing wrong with being different. There's a, there's a change in our awareness of health issues and all that. I, I don't know. It's just like football, man. Hockey and football are so similar in those two ways where it, basketball and baseball, they're not really contact sports per se. Yep. So you really don't have, that, you don't have that animosity. But in hockey and in football, it's the same thing. I, I want hate out there. Have beers afterwards. When you're on the ice, you don't talk to the other guys. I bet you honestly see more animosity in baseball now than you do in hockey. Like I see more players being thrown out by pitchers yeah. and like when Bryce Harper came and chucked his helmet at uh, what's his fuck on San Francisco like there's more there's more grit in baseball now than hockey it's actually hilarious well I, I also wonder too like if just player movement is a lot more common in the NHL than maybe it was back in the day yep these guys are playing against former teammates like last night when Alex Chason gets his Stanley Cup ring the Washington Capitals literally made a promo video for it for him. He's in the dressing room with his old teammates. They're all hugging and shit. Like these guys move around so much more maybe than they used to. And it's easier to just talk to people now. They're texting each other, firing each other messages. Like I just think it's a different world. I'm not overly surprised. Would it be fun to see them get super pissed off all the time? It still happens sometimes, but I just, I just, I, I just don't see it happening. They're on each other's Instagram all the time. They're see, on that's, and I think he's fine with that because he said right on there, it's like after the game, let's go have a beer. But on the ice, we can't be buddies. Like it's, it's, it's go time. Let's go. I'm playing for the na- I'm playing for the players. Uh, I'm playing for the name on the chest. You don't have the same thing. I want to win. That means I want you to lose. And I'm going to give it everything I got. And if I've got to throw you through a wall to do it, well, that's what I'm going to do. I just think it's a shift. It's a shift that we're it's seeing across thing. the world. But like it, it's these guys, these guys go home at the end of the night and they can talk to each other via text all the time. Back in Tortorella's day, you had to fucking spin the, old, the old Pony uh, Express. But hockey, also, out a like telegram. back in that day, like there was more, it was more oriented to like, you could push your way to a win physically. Like you yep. fuck somebody up, but now it's like you you have to skill and system your way to a win and you're not going to gain anything by taking a penalty or like cross-checking a guy. It's like the, the game itself has moved so much and the way that it's coached, the way that it's refed. It's it's become a different thing, and it's like it's not as intense and aggressive. It's you so think much it's more, ever? It's more skill and system oriented. Though. You think we'll ever see it? Sure, like, in the playoffs. In the playoffs, like if just look at but, how much hatred there was between the Oilers and Ducks. In yeah, the playoffs. hatred, but you're not going to have like line brawls. Like no one's going to risk that I, anymore in the playoffs. I truly believe that we will come to a point where technology will catch up to to the physicality of sport. <laughs> We're all robots. Well, it'll catch up at some point. The exponential and, growth curve. And we won't have head injuries from huge hits anymore. <laughs> and so we can get back to that game. But it's just, it, it, there's a self-correction going on right now with the sport. And it's, how it's, do you it's think technology, this, we're kind of getting off track, but how do you think technology is going to correct concussions in sport? I think that, I think that these, <laughs> these concussion People's brains are going to be in a jar and then they're going to be like stored in the cloud and you're going to have a chip in your head 
and your thoughts are going to transmit from there to there and there's no brain yeah. in your heads so there's no risk of injury rick is pointing to the shoulder pads right now and, and that's a good point well yeah but there's a lot of equipment that's that's gone too far uh, in the shift, but I just think that we will we will become we're becoming more aware of head injuries. There's a lot more people speaking out about it, and it and it's something that's going to shift, and then it'll come back. There's just a correction going on right now. And another thing too, it's October. These guys were all just training with each other all summer long, yeah. and it's October. Playing on World Championships. You think October's not really known for the angriest hockey you've ever seen? Yes, it is. Shut up, bag milk. I just think that like let some of these kids meet up in the playoffs. They're gonna. That's where the hatred starts. It has to have a playoff series. It's like the Battle of Alberta. That's what why happens we, yeah. when the Oilers and Flames meet in the playoffs. There's going to be a lot of shenanigans. That's why we have no rivals right now because we've never been in the playoffs. And the only rivals that I would like call it because I, I there's no Battle of Alberta thing going on right now. But no. like I think most fans hate the Ducks, and that's because we had a heated series against them. But and that's and that's something that the NHL has also uh, manufactured now because you're forced to play your own division totally yep. to start the playoffs. Which so is good. It's going to be it's going to be something that, as Beg Milk has said, it's going to it's going to grow. We got a split decision here on old torts. Personally, I think uh, you just can't battle, can't battle the way the society's going. He's just mad They're because friends. he coaches the Columbus Blue Jackets, and, and he's got that, no friends. They have that dumbass cannon. Nobody texts him after games. He doesn't have Brooksy to yell at anymore. He's, he's projecting. That's the thing. He's, he's just like, he sees all these kids out there having a great time with each other, and he's like, he's I don't, jealous. I don't have any friends. <laughs> Nobody wants to play Fortnite with me. Nobody's on my. So crack. back in my day, a Fortnite meant two weeks. So you think he's encouraging his players to like go out and fight and be idiots? I hope so. I hope they all fight at hockeyfights.com. He just wants more guys like like uh, Kachuk down in Calgary. The guys are out there just to piss other guys off, yep. and that's the type of hockey he wants to see. He doesn't want to see the more... I'm going to sound like Don Cherry. The more European style where it's just, you know, flow and... <laughs> and, that's, uh, and, there's, and there's a shift happening That's what he's too. trying to get at. There's and that's shift. honestly, I agree with it. I'd yep. much rather have yeah, that. Yeah, I agree too. There's a shift happening there too. Like Jamie Benn now goes out and fights a guy. Every season, like he's he's a he's, he's a, a selfish man. lover as well. And the uh, Dallas yeah, Stars, the Dallas Stars see unmitigated success. They, yes. you know they won a playoff series in like 2007. <laughs> Can't control that. Uh, it's definitely boys, not teams like Washington and Pittsburgh that do well. Yeah, Tom all Wilson. the all the fighters on Pittsburgh and Washington. You know what I mean? Although Tom Wilson, thanks for not being there last night. Nobody oh, got yeah. a headshot, so I appreciate you being suspended, <laughs> Tom Wilson. Thank you for that, boys. We are getting close to the end of this podcast, so I want to end it off by talking about something very near and dear to my heart, and that is our road trip to Calgary. Oh, yeah. November 17th, that is a Saturday. We are coming up. We're, we're a month and change, uh, less than a month away, Dan. We are. Three weeks away from going down to Calgary. We're going to have a blast. So excited. We're going to jump on the bus, stop in Red Deer probably for something to eat, pick up some, some people down there, yeah. grab a beer. We're going to have some pops on the bus. Chris, you I, look excited. You're fired up. Yeah, I think it's going to be more fun this time around because we've done this before. We we know the ins and outs of the Saddle Dome. And we, uh, we won't pass around that flask that got everybody got everybody sick. The we'll day pass later. around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, we're, everyone's bringing their own flask this time. We're yeah. just going to siphon sharing. gas right from the bus. We know which luxury boxes to like sneak into yep. that we're allowed to. Yeah, the Saddle Dome's a shithole. Yeah, so oh, really Did you see sucks. the video of the guy walking to the press box across that? Oh, that's terrifying. Oh. They like have to go to the scoreboard to get into the press. Oh, box. Yeah. It's terrible. It's terrifying. It's like a little catwalk that you got to walk across to get up there. And it's just terrifying. We'll post it on our social. We're going to go to Singapore Sam's and do some drumming. Like we're the Oilers drummers. We posted a picture on our Instagram. Oh, Official Oilers LED nation on Instagram. We posted a picture of some people dancing on tables at Singapore Sam's. Who's got us. his drum beats ready. Mm-hmm. Go over to backside tours. This is the last week you can get tickets. Chris, 
the last week you can get tickets. We won't even talk about it after this. Why? Because Backside needs to settle things like hotels and tickets and all that shit. So if you're procrastinating, you're going to miss it. We want you there. Saturday, November and, 17th. I almost forgot about this again. Sandman fix their hot tub. Oh, there's oh, a hot tub. The boys yeah. are going to we're going to be doing we're going to be doing a Nation Talk live video from the hot tub. Every, and you can be in it. Everyone bring their swim trunks. Everybody can be in the hot tub if they want. It's fine. Or just your undies. We won't tell the people at the Sandman hotel that you're in there in your undies, Chris. Your you cage. can wear a pair of jeans in the hot tub if you wanted to. I'm right? going. Yeah, I'm going. I don't know if it'd be gear. comfortable, but if you wear a pair of jeans in there, then whatever. It, probably not that. You live your own life. It's not a big deal. You like can I said, also get into bed with Cam and Chris. Chris and Cam always welcome strangers into their bed. They're very friendly that way. You can take some pictures. Chris might rock a blouse. Yeah, it's it, four, four in the afternoon. Everybody's a little bit tipsier than they should be for four in the afternoon. We're going to have a great time again. I'm really looking forward to having a bus full of nation citizens heading down to Calgary, heading back behind enemy lines and seeing what kind of mischief we get up to this time. I'm going to, I got to pace myself a little more. I just remember uh, before we head out, we went out to the Saddle Dome, I was getting the spins in the restaurant. <laughs> and I was like, my God, the game hasn't even started. I, I okay, liked, uh, recently, I wa- we did a nation talk on the bus last year. We did. With handsome Tom Gazzola. And I watched it recently and yeah. us four plus Tom had uh, had a few cocktails. <laughs> it was a little bit slurring, but we're doing that thing where we're pretending not to slur. We're being very we're trying to slow our words down. We're like, <laughs> we were we were all convinced that we were the soberest guys out there. Nobody knew what we were up. To. Yeah, until watch you, that. Watch that video back. You and you're just like, oh, you guys are greased. <laughs> so backsidetours.com. Go get your tickets. Super cheap. They've got single occupancy all the way up to four people at a time. Go out and get it. This is the last week you can. We got to shut it down so we can organize. Lock in details. Backsidetours.com. They're helping us set us up. Don't miss it. Chris, anything else? Um, no. With that, it. we will end today's podcast with deep thoughts from Chris the intern. Have a good weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. Best wishes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.